This is episode 17 of the Angry Tech News Podcast for Tuesday, January 4th, 2022. This is the Angry Tech News Podcast at angrytechnews.com. Now your host, the angry programmer with a mic, Ryan Bemrose. It's the first episode of the new year, and in tech news circles, the new year means CES. The Consumer Electronics Show, where technology companies show off an endless parade of extremely cool but mostly useless gadgets, the vast majority of which will never go to market, starts tomorrow, January 5th. Most technology reporters and pundits get really excited for CES because the announcements fill that unquenchable lust for shiny and practical things that drew them into reporting on technology. Here at Angry Tech News, we're not most technology reporters. We're excited for CES because of the opportunity to point at the announced products and ridicule them mercilessly. Of course, modern CES is but a shell of its former glory when big tech heavy hitters like Apple, Microsoft, and Sony would announce their year's product lineup in a three-hour onstage presentation. At some point, the people in charge of marketing at these companies realized they'd get more tech news coverage if they weren't competing with every other product at the show. They stopped giving CES keynotes and now make their announcements later when bored tech reporters would write more words about them. CES this year is taking yet another hit, as representatives from those big tech powerhouse companies, still crippled with fear of the common cold, have pulled out of in-person exhibits entirely, leaving the big keynotes mostly to companies that make cars and televisions. CES organizers have even taken the unusual step of shortening the show to three days instead of the usual four out of COVID concerns. Unnamed sources suggest that this is because the virus takes four days to infect a person, but if you stop contact after three, the progress bar resets. Organizers are also encouraging people to stay home and view the presentations online so as not to risk any further human contact during this flu season. Personally, that's all right with me. Las Vegas holds absolutely no appeal to me. I don't gamble because I understand math, statistics, and economics enough to know that the house makes money, that money has to come from somewhere. And yeah, there's shows, but strip clubs in Vegas are just a really expensive tease when you can look but don't touch. Of course, if you can touch, then they're just hookers. We have plenty of those locally. From the Features You Knew You Never Wanted department, Samsung has pre-announced the new lineup of features for their 2022 model smart TVs. The first is that all models are getting a frame rate bump from 120 hertz to 144 hertz, a necessary increase for users who can process visual information that quickly, such as Superman, The Flash, and Commander Data, and a useful bragging point for human tech enthusiasts who physiologically cannot tell the difference but will insist that they can anyway. Another extremely valuable feature is the increase in the backlight control channel from 12 to 14 bits. According to Samsung, this allows the TV to control its lighting across 16,384 steps, quadrupled from the previous 4,096 steps. I think you'll agree that this is a much needed for the people who think that the biggest problem with modern televisions is that you don't have to hammer the up and down buttons enough times before reaching your desired brightness. Samsung's line of frame TVs, their line of designer sets that hang on the wall and are intended to be mistaken for paintings, at least till the picture starts moving, are also getting an upgrade. If you thought 
that the biggest problem with the frame is that it's too glossy. Samsung has you covered with a matte finish. The new finish helps to make the TV look exactly like a framed painting on the wall, but better because it constantly uses electricity. So if you always thought, I could get a painting, but I'd rather get a television so that I could ignore all the features that make it the television and instead display a static image on my wall, then this is a set for you. Possibly the most pointless new feature in Samsung's lineup is Watch Together, allowing simultaneous viewing between two people who like each other enough to want to pause for each other's bathroom and snack breaks, but not quite enough to want to spend any time in the same room as each other. I think the first time I ridiculed simultaneous viewing, a feature that everybody got for free in the days of appointment viewing over broadcast television, was around 2009, when the Xbox 360 gave us a much-needed way to watch Bing Video at the same time as another Xbox 360 watching Bing Video. The feature never really took off, likely because nobody on Earth would bother watching a Bing Video, but also possibly because watching TV simultaneously, at least within a few milliseconds, as another person who isn't in the same room just isn't a feature most people care about. But Samsung, desperately grasping for anything to distinguish this year's TV from last year's technically identical model, has added it to the television's OS. And thank goodness too, because otherwise those hypothetical people who want to watch TV over Zoom might be forced to count down from three and press play at the same time like common barbarians. However, in keeping with our proud tradition we have at ATN of burying the lead, the most ridiculous new Samsung feature is a built-in interface for browsing, purchasing, and displaying NFTs. I have a hard time believing that there is one single person out there that wants this feature in their television and isn't part of a marketing firm for selling NFTs. This feels like a joke feature. When you announce on April 1st, not January 4th, there is nobody out there saying, boy, I'm sure glad I bought this 2000 piece of Wi-Fi enabled electronics that sends all my viewing data to the cloud and is capable of streaming moving pictures from the Internet at 144 hertz so that I can display a static JPEG on it and use it like a $40 wall decoration. But you know what's really missing is a way to spend cryptocurrency to buy a glorified URL on the blockchain. I weep for the engineering resources spent on this feature. One can only hope that Samsung at least had the foresight to include a right-click Save As button on the TV remote. From the Smart Water Damage Department, another company making big announcement at CES is Kohler, the company best known for its stylish and sometimes impractical plumbing fixtures, has managed to reinvent itself as a technology company in the last few years. This year, they've come up with several new plumbing devices that you can add to your smart home. You may use these features only once, but the hackers who've owned your router will use them for years to come. The first product is called Perfect Fill, a drain kit with digital valve and a wall-mounted touchpad controller that allows you to fill the bathtub at the desired temperature with a voice command. The system features a thermometer and digital sensor to auto-adjust the hot and cold taps to draw just the right amount of water. It can even dynamically keep the bath filled as your kids splash water out onto the bathroom floor. At least until Junior rams the sensor with the SS bath toy, turning the whole system into an automated bathroom flood. And what's best is how affordable it is for the cost-conscious smart home enthusiast. The convenience of being able to fill a bath without having to physically turn a knob comes at the low, low price of $2,700 US. The system also needs to be professionally installed, and the article notes that the price does not include a compatible Kohler spout or bathtub. One such compatible bathtub is the Kohler Stillness Bath, which combines water, light, fog, and aroma to create an at 
at-home spa-like experience for the low price of $8,000 plus installation. And of course, there's an app. There's always an app, which can be used to draw a bath and potentially flood your house from anywhere on the internet for from the convenience of your smartphone or even your Google Home or Amazon Alexa, assuming you've ignored every piece of advice I've ever given about those infernal things and still own one. Kohler also unveiled a kitchen faucet that mounts on the ceiling and is controlled by a waterproof, I hope, Bluetooth puck on the counter. The idea is that you can do the dishes without your kitchen faucet getting in the way, a problem that no one has ever had in the history of kitchen plumbing. And finally, Kohler unveiled a smart lockbox that fits in a bathroom cabinet and can be used to securely store medication and personal items away from children or roommates. The main thing distinguishing this $450 lockbox from a much more archaic $50 one is that you, or a hacker, can enter the combination on your phone instead of on the front of the device. A real-time saver, I'm sure you'll agree. All in all, this new lineup of products should help transform Kohler from a mediocre vendor of overpriced plumbing fixtures into a mediocre vendor of overpriced internet-enabled plumbing fixtures. A big step up indeed. From the FAP Interrupted Department, Tumblr, the one-time Rule 34 mecca of the internet, is stepping up the censorship again in its iOS app. According to a blog post on Tumblr.com, they are being forced by Apple to expand their sensitive content list in order to remain in the App Store. In the latest version of the app, when searching for a term on the new ban list, you will be confronted with a dialogue that simply says, this content has been hidden because of potentially suggestive or explicit content, which I gotta admit was the only type of content I ever went to Tumblr for. You also get the same oppressive block page when clicking on any blog that has the explicit flag set. What's really inexplicable about this move is some of the terms on the new ban list. Obvious explicit terms like porn or shemale or two, two girls, one cup, don't look that up, will run afoul of the censorship, but it seems in their never-ending quest to wash the hearts and minds of iOS users, Apple is also including potentially triggering terms like about or donate, as well as terms that someone who needs help might search for, such as addiction, depression, insomnia, or suicide prevention. Blocked. While this change does cut off a significant portion of Tumblr's content from the iOS app, the company notes that their Android app is unencumbered by such restrictions iOS users who wish to continue using an Apple platform despite the growing mountain of evidence that the company who controls their device is evil incarnate are also welcome to use their tumblr.com website, which is also free of these restrictions. From the Chillin' on the Highway Department, AAA has released a study which concludes what every EV owner in a place that has seasons already knows. Electric vehicles don't do well in cold temperatures. According to the study, which used a dynamometer to measure range in a climate-controlled room, the battery range dropped an average of 12% when driving in temperatures of 20 degrees Fahrenheit versus 75. That drop increased to over 40% when the car's internal heater was used. And let me tell you, as someone who once owned a car with a busted heater core, it was blowing antifreeze vapor into the passenger compartment, so we opened the hood and rerouted the hoses around the heater core entirely, and had to drive said car in eastern Washington state during the winter, let me tell you, the heater is not optional in cold temperatures. Those of you who live in cold places already know this as well. 
It's not a big deal for a combustion engine that's always producing waste heat, but to heat an electric car takes power from the batteries. So let's go with that 40% number. In the study, AAA tested the 2018 model BMW i3s, the Chevy Bolt, the Nissan Leaf, the Volkswagen e-Golf, and the 2017 Tesla Model S. And if you think you're safe in a hot climate, they also tested the range at 95 degrees with a 4% drop in battery life or range and a, or a 17% drop when the air conditioner was used. Again, you want to be out in 95 with no air conditioner, you'll get better range. You'll also sweat to death. When the study was released, Tesla released a statement disputing AAA's numbers, saying that in 95 temperatures, the range drop was only 1%, but they didn't back it up with any data. That still doesn't count running air conditioning, and Tesla's statement does not address cold temperatures at all. Teslas are, of course, developed in Silicon Valley, which ceases to exist when the outdoor temperature drops below 50F or goes above 75. Pretty much ideal conditions for battery life, but not something most people can count on. AAA stands by their numbers. To mitigate the drop-in range, AAA recommends that you run the heater or air conditioner while still plugged in and tethered to the grid. Easy enough to do as long as you aren't running late and don't have anywhere in particular to go. A big angry thanks to Brian Janak, Sammy Minkinen, Displaced Citizen, and Christopher Reamer for producing this episode of Angry Tech News. And also, huge thanks and happy birthday to Dame Lisa Bemrose, whose support for this show is immeasurable. No, really, I don't know how to measure it. She's the one that keeps me as hinged as I am, and she's the one that puts up with the live 24-7 stream that you guys only get 15 minutes of each week. And her birthday's today, so if you see her in any troll rooms, tell her so. Angry Tech News is released on the Value for Value model. We don't take sponsors or advertising, and we don't charge you to listen, but we are funded by your donations. If you got value out of listening to this show, please send some value back. Go to angrytechnews.com, click on the donate button to make a one-time or recurring donation. Send what you think the show has been worth to you. Is it $5, $25, or more? That's it for me. My name is Ryan Bemrose, the Angry Programmer. I'll be back next week with more Angry Tech News. This has been Angry Tech News with the Angry Programmer, Ryan Bemrose at angrytechnews.com Stay angry Stay angry Stay angry